You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of White People Won't Save You. This is the podcast where we deconstruct these white savior films and recontextualize them through a black and POC lens. I am one of your hosts, Jordan Clark. And I'm the other one, Cameron Mason. And we've got we've got a movie that I have opinions about. <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> if like, I'm getting right into it. These might be these might be the hottest takes I've had on the <laughs> movie we've done. Oh, no. <laughs> and we're gonna see how that goes. But my man's like, you know what I didn't like. <laughs> um, so we've got a great guest for you guys today, and we're really excited to talk to them. Um, you yes. might know them as a writer, an actor, a comedian, a co-host of a podcast, which we love very much, and is a big influence on us. Black men can't jump in Hollywood. Um, you also might know him from Netflix, this Netflix sketch show Astronomy Club. Uh, and also the Big Mouth spinoff Human Resources, as well as his comics that he does at Rule of Three. This is James the Third. James, how's it going, man? Hello. What up, what up? Good. Thank you for having me. No one knows me, though. <laughs> oh, we know you. We know we you. Know it's you. Okay. I love. I love those. I love those. It's like you may know them from, and then you name a bunch of things, and people are like, "I have never." <laughs> <laughs> well, we will say we will. We heard. We want to give you flowers though, because we do love Black Man Can't Jump in Hollywood. It is yes. a show that we. I appreciate it. Yeah, we, thank you. Yeah, uh, uh, seminal to this podcast for sure. And I think you know when we started, we were looking around and trying to get yeah. like the vibe of like what people were doing, yeah. and I mean, there's still not a ton of black, specifically like black led podcast yeah. about film whether they're about black film or film in general right like, mm-hmm. black people are podcasting yeah. and we are talking about movies but no know, i literally it, i still <laughs> i spam like those uh cinema boy uh igs like i spam comment them like put spike lee in there like it always be like have you ever seen all of christopher nolan's movies or have you ever seen george lucas make a movie and you're like oh my god like i swear to god barry jenkins yes. came out with something last year like just <laughs> yeah the five greatest actors of all time which is Alabaster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Cam, I know you, you had a you had a question for James. Uh yeah. Well, since you know, we're all nerds here and we're all movies, sketch yes. comic people, uh, and we got you got Black Panther too. We got Wakanda forever, right around the corner. It's like in oh, what, yeah. two months or something like that, yeah. right now. It's, so it's coming. You got any got any hot takes for us, James Third? I I don't really have a I don't have a hot take about about Black Panther too, except I'm I'm st- I find myself confused as to why, uh, like Shuri seems to still kind of be like mm-hmm. the face, and I'm like, aren't we aren't we a little iffy about Letitia Wright? Like, aren't we kind of like hey. remember the stuff hey. she was saying about in the pandemic oh, yeah. about <laughs> about uh, vaccinations mm-hmm. and stuff, and she was like very yeah. loud about it, and maybe didn't vax mm-hmm. on set. <laughs> I just I'm 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 confused. <laughs> I'm well, confused. It's, it's a all. lot of weird, <laughs> you know, because I mean, like Daniel Kaluuya like wasn't doing that, but then also like his whole I forget her name sc- scam. Uh, woman who was like his personal advisor oh, for like a minute ooh, yeah and oh, we were yeah. like oh did we lose him too like <laughs> oh no was is that oh, yeah, true yeah, yeah. yeah he had well, a moment where there's well 
I think I read, and I see this is all speculation now because I just like I sort of remember reading this article yeah. where he sort of cleared it up. He was just like, I was taking you know financial advice from somebody in my family, and like you know you don't want everybody to know uh-huh. your family I business. Don't know. She's in his family though. She's you know I like don't. A... <laughs> Well, I'm upset that he's not. I'm upset that he's yeah. not. Yeah, and I get it. He was doing nope. He was doing yeah. nope or whatever. But like, you gotta get. It was like that character was it felt like so much was happening yeah. for specifically yeah. him in that movie. So for it to for it to have ended the way that it ended and have us never go. Yeah, back he literally to changed that, alliances like, twice <laughs> in that last movie. Yeah, yeah. he's like, no, I'm just not around anymore. Yeah. Well, I'm just I'm here for more Winston Duke. For more Mbaku, I want to see him. Oh yeah, you know, definitely oh, absolutely. take another step. Um, but we also wanted to know, in that light, who are some of your top black superheroes in film? Because like we've, we we can wow. range, right? Like there's the official ones, right? And then there's some unofficial yeah. ones, yeah. which aren't necessarily uh, <laughs> yeah. Marvel or DC related, but they are <laughs> technically superheroes. Nonetheless, um, I mean, our A bars, superheroes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i mean i feel like i have to say i feel like i have to say this that my favorite is is uh is uh oh and now i'm and now i'm like not i was about to say method man Meteor man. man is yeah. my oh yeah is, is, i gotta say i mean because it's like i've enjoyed you know this sort of like i've enjoyed the the marvel adaptations and and but i i gotta say that like you know it's like to me personally it's like to tell us fine yeah. you know like yeah. what we what we're getting what we're getting from him is fine you know and what we're getting from almost everybody black in the mcu is like okay not you know yeah. they did it you know like i'm so glad this is they put them on screen but it's like you know but they still are sort of very like per, they're peripheral mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um uh, and and then same with DC. It feels like at least at least at least yeah. live action on sc- on screen. It's still very like yeah. I mean you know we're we're they're they're uh, we're getting to see more more POCs in stuff sure. you know and like and they're doing the they're they're you know with the Jason Momoa Aquaman and and that I, that that I yeah. loved even just seeing like like just the brown boy swimming in the, in the beginning like all of, every time they went back to like young him swimming it was like hell yeah <laughs> this black mermaid doing stuff like it was like, like i loved seeing all of that but it's like but i i have a it's like a soft spot in my heart for you know robert townsend i want i want that yeah. to come back i want there to i want that Media to have Man a too? whole there there should be a whole cinematic mm-hmm. universe around that you know yeah it would be it would be cool to to see that for sure uh, well, well we're, I mean, we're we're big time media man uh, fans. Being well, Jordan, you currently live in Baltimore, yeah, and I was born and raised there. So you, you got to step up for media man, yeah. even though they said it was DC. They said it was DC, and then they shot like ninety mm-hmm. percent of the movie in Baltimore, as is always like, the case. Yeah, because nobody's shooting in DC. Everybody, <laughs> I mean, no lie, they literally shot yeah. it down a from my aunt's house i remember like she used to baby she was babysitting us actually at the time when they were shooting that movie so we saw that uh the part where he uh kind of puts his hands up in the earth grows those giant vegetables (laughs) yeah 
the giant festivals are literally just a giant green screen on an empty <laughs> lot. It's <laughs> but hey, but hey, you know right. the magic of movies. Yeah. Uh, well, we also want to shout out a very specific black superhero who I think gets his flowers now, but at the time people weren't really giving him. I think the respect he deserved, and that's, of course, this man. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate up hill. Because <laughs> we love a blade. <laughs> we love a blade. I mean, we love a blade. <laughs> we and love I, a blade. I really just like all the rumors that we're hearing now about the Blade movie make me very sad. It's worrisome. I hope they are not I, I... fucking with this in a way that I I, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen anything specific. I just saw that the director just left, though, and that's never good. Yeah. You know, it's never good where they're like, we're supposed to start yeah. today. And the director, we don't know where he's at. Like, <laughs> the director left. Not, he hasn't called anybody. So, there was, like, the script was like 90 pages and like Mahershala wasn't happy with it and all kinds of like, I mean, the rumors and speculation are flying, obviously, but like, it's not hard, right? Like Mahershala is Blade. Yeah. He look, does, look, just let look him kill at zombies. him for 40 minutes and let just type whatever comes yeah. up. Just let him kill the zombies. Let him wear yeah. the leather jacket. You know, right. or the, the vampires. Let him, yeah. 90 pages being an issue, though, because that's too short. Or I like, guess like, so. like, like the, that they're coming up short with like what yeah. to, to, to do, considering the movies have been typically right. longer. Than, I is think that, so. I mean, to me, I hear a 90 page script. You're all right, great. cool. Congratulations. Like, <laughs> but it's also yeah. like, all right, like. There's no shame in a Disney Plus series. Like, everybody else is getting one. And, you know, Oscar yeah. Isaac did Moon Knight. Like, if we got to make yeah. it into a Disney Plus thing, let's go and do that. You know, like, but the idea of yeah. it just. I just, if I'm a Herschela, I'm like upset. I'm upset if I'm in another show. Oh, well, if I'm here. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, y'all put me on TV again? <laughs> like, put me in. Like, I am. I got the Oscar. Like, I am like, two time <laughs> Oscar winner. Back to back. I'm back to back, Mahershala Ali. Let's, Denzel yeah. who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I didn't say that. Fake, uh, fake Mahershala said yeah. that. Not, not fake I didn't say that. Said that. <laughs> and actual Mahershala is probably <laughs> saying that in the mirror every night. Actual <laughs> Mahershala said that that night. He was like Denzel who? <laughs> yeah. Oh Denzel, hey, what's up? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see you there. <laughs> he said it to Den- no, he said it to Denzel. That, I feel like he would go up to him. He got the Oscars in his both of them. Brought both. Have them make out with each other. Make <laughs> Yeah. Well, we'll we'll have to wait and see what happens with all of those. I mean, you know, fingers crossed for all our black heroes out there. We yeah. we, we want to see it. We love to see it. And yeah. uh, I think there's definitely good stuff on the horizon, but also like. Yeah, we you know what to do, right? Just like let the more I think the thing that always is just like it's tricky because obviously you know Marvel and DC are like big corporations and like yeah don't want to get too deep in the weeds with stuff, but also like let (laughs) if you just hire some black people to write and direct and like you know do the thing. I mean, look how Black Panther turned out. You know what I mean? Like that's a seminal right, and they're certainly getting better. At that. I mean, if anything, they're the best yeah. at that. If we're just looking at what's right. on, yeah. you know, if we're looking at what's being made, they're the best at being like, you know, who's who's you know black and or of this ethnicity and in this, you right. know, who are the hot people that are doing this, you know, and they just scoop them up. They scoop them up as soon as they yeah. possibly can. You know, Black Monday ended, and then they were like, Armor Wars. <laughs> let's let's get you know. They just grabbed you know uh, everyone that they could get to do yeah. you know. 
uh, Jessica Gao when she did, you know, they're like, she got the Emmy? Literally. All right, cool. Uh, here, she holds. Literally, you know? it was like Marvel people on the outside, on the wings of like the, uh, on the Oscars when they win and just like, hey, man. Yeah. I saw what you just did up there. I, I love what you did up there. <laughs> Look, we got it. We got the next five years of your life planned out. So uh, just come with us over just, here. Yeah. In a suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing for the next five years? I'll answer <laughs> it for you. <laughs> um, well, let's let's talk about the movie that we watched for this oh, week. And I'm curious because James, you you said that this movie is one that you loved as a child growing yeah, up. As a child, really you loved it. Yeah. Yes, yes, and I have to say, or am I allowed to say? Yeah. What? Okay, I have to say, I know what the point of this podcast is, <laughs> but. <laughs> But, but I had trouble even trying to get rid of the the, the glasses of this is the best movie ever. And I thought for sh- I thought for sure that I would because there's plenty of movies like I haven't I hadn't seen it since um, you know like that period of time when I was obsessed with like I think like it was like you know there was a point when it was on back when movie channels were a yeah. thing oh, you yeah. know Showtime and blah, blah blah when when that was a thing you know to, you would catch a movie there like. You know, and they would play a movie for like a month. Like mm, every yeah. four movies is that movie, you know? And I, there was a point where like I was watching it like every time it was it was on. And I was a big Val Kilmer fan. He was Batman, you know? Yeah. I was like, oh, I got to see Batman, you know? Um, so I, I did have, tr- I did have trouble looking at it through this lens, but then I could, I could see, I could still see some of the stuff. I'm sure y'all saw way more <laughs> than I did, <laughs> but I could see some of the stuff that I was like, oh damn, like they, I can't believe, you know, I can't believe this is sort of, this is very much like a movie written about a thing, you know, through the lens of someone in the nineties, like a white man in the nineties being like, aren't white people great like, like people, you know uh, 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 certainly a soldier oh, back man. in you know a bridge man back in 1850 whatever you know he knows you know he knows when people think he's being racist and he's gonna call them out you know he's like it was like okay you this would have never happened like mm. he would have never considered you know he would have never even remotely considered any of these things and you're making him a little too uh, you know, he's a little too he loved uh, holier than thou he or whatever. Africa. He loved um, it. <laughs> yeah, he loves that. He loves Africa. Yeah, and it's like, and Val Kilmer, I guess, apparently loves, loves, Africa. loves <laughs> Africa, and that's and maybe that's part of <laughs> maybe that's part of why that was. There. Maybe he wrote that line you in know, the script, and he was the one yeah. who. I just want to say. It. Yeah, I just want to say. Yeah. It. So, but, but, yeah, I just want to say I love Africa. I want pe- I want I want everyone to know. <laughs> I, want, I want everyone to know that I love Africa. Um, but yeah, but I'll just say that, that like it was, it was tough for me. Like I still have the like, I still have the like, oh damn, the lions, look out for the lion, you know, like, <laughs> oh shit, you know, and like, uh, uh, and find myself being like, well, John Connie is narrating the whole oh, thing. Man. So, you know, like, well, his voice is throughout it, you know, <laughs> like. Stuff like that, um, uh, uh, but yeah, that's my that's my. Gen- I'll just say that generally. I'd <laughs> okay. love to hear from from y'all before I say more stuff. But like, yeah, it's like it was like I knew that I was I needed to acknowledge. <laughs> I needed to acknowledge that like I was watching it last night and in, in prep for this, and I was just I was like, yeah, man, yeah, fucking white people are. Oh shit, <laughs> you know, like I just instantly got. <laughs> 
edge of my seat, like, oh, is he going to get out of this all over the place. Yeah, we were talking about the 1996 film, The Ghost in the Darkness. Uh, for people who who don't know this film, I was not up on The Ghost in the Darkness before we started doing the show. Um, but released in 1996, directed by Stephen Hopkins, written by William Goldman. It stars Val Kilmer and Michael Douglas. Had a budget of $55 million, box office of $75 million. And is based on... Uh, I'll, I'll, I will personally put this in quotation yep. marks based on the man eaters of Savo by Lieutenant Colonel John Henry Patterson, which is yeah, a book. Quotes. Yeah. Heavy quotes. <laughs> Big old quotes. Uh, which is like a, a strange, I guess, it, I guess you would call it a memoir, although it's written in a style that feels like a novel and is about mm-hmm. uh, these two man eating lions um in savo in kenya who were like basically killing a bunch of people trying to build a bridge like all these mostly africans as yep. you know <laughs> it, it will let you know some uh south asians some indian uh people who are also tasked with building this bridge um but this movie takes those events and fictionalizes them for sure <laughs> and Capital it's F there. it's, it's it's a weird movie in so many respects, and starting with this fact, because when I looked into both Stephen Hopkins and William Goldman, my mind was blown, because we do this sometimes, right, where we're just like, I think we've got a couple categories. We've got people who are just like, who? Like, I've never heard of you before, mm-hmm. and, you know, I guess we're watching this movie, like, The Ride, or, like, other dumb films that are just like, of course, like, this is almost like a straight-to-video kind of situation. We've got stuff where it's like, all right, you fucked up, right? You know what I mean? Like Steven Spielberg <laughs> or, you know, some other people where it's just like, all right, man, you know, like I love the movies you make. Usually this is not this ain't it. it. But, yeah. But, you know, we know that you're a good filmmaker. And then there's people that kind of in the like Edward Zwick. Our boy. Who's made three of these. Four. Uh, but like. Four of these. <laughs> four of these. Yeah. Where you're, wow. where you're like, you are, you are a good filmmaker you just keep making the same movie right like you, <laughs> like you you can't deny edward's right. ability to make a film but it's just like why do you why why is it always about historical white people saving people of like color why is it this one situations? why is it this one you made because that's what white people did that's what they did <laughs> that's what white people did pre-1900 they all <laughs> they were all the, these virtuous people who went around saving <laughs> the people of color all over the world well you know I, I guess i can't fault him for sticking to his roots but uh, <laughs> but steve hopkins so jumping ahead briefly right because there's a, there's two moments in this movie one where they go to the lion's den i guess and they see all the bones scattered yep. about yeah um and then a little bit after that where for inexplicably no reason at all and really only 20 seconds of the movie one of the lions has predator vision yeah and i was like oh this is just <laughs> this is just predator with lions Lo and behold, <laughs> Stephen Hopkins directed Predator 2. <laughs> and I was no like, way. Oh, this makes perfect sense. <laughs> just here, here are the leftovers that I get to shoot for Predator 2. <laughs> I had his footage on Yeah, that it's actual that footage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Stephen Hopkins, I mean, th- listen to this resume. He was a second unit director of Highlander. Mm-hmm. He directed Nightmare on Elm Street 5, Dream Children. He directed Predator 2. 5. Yeah. The uh, 1998 reboot of Lost in Space. Um, 
Race, the Jesse Owens what? movie. What is this guy up to? <laughs> and he also co-executive produced and directed the first 12 episodes of 24 and was attached to the never completed uh, Dark Tower Amazon series that got the boot. Yes, the movie I saw that. that was mm. uh, trash. But <laughs> then you've got William Goldman, wow. which is even more inexplicable because this is the man who wrote Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, wrote The Step for Wise, wrote Marathon Man, All the President's Men, The Princess Bride, Chaplin, Misery. He consulted on A Few Good Men, Goodwill Hunting, and was uncredited on Twins and Indecent Proposal. So like his resume is like bangers, right? Yeah. Like he's yeah. got yeah. like and very diverse, like re- like all different co- twins is one of them. Like yeah. it's like where did that come from? But that leads me wow. to where did this movie come from? Because like yeah. <laughs> it is not of I mean like Hopkins, right? Like he's making genre films. Like he's not really necessarily somebody who's like high standard of movie, but like he's made movies that I did get enjoyment from, right? Mm-hmm. Goldman obviously made like Oscar winning, <laughs> like classic screenplays, right? Like you were, right? And so they combined to make this, this, which is not <laughs> not a good movie. It's not but, of those things, <laughs> but but also like you, there's there's always a curiosity, right? And when we get into the behind the scenes, like we will talk about a lot of the reasons why this movie turned out to not be <laughs> what it should have been. Yeah. But specifically, I'll I'll drop this in here too because we we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Val Comer during the 90s, specifically during this run because he almost single-handedly ends the Batman franchise if it wasn't for <laughs> if it wasn't for George Clooney then actually ending <laughs> the Batman franchise for a while. George Clooney saved him and and I will say this up front Val Kilmer was a good He's Batman. He's not bad, right? He's I, not bad. I thought he did a good job as Bruce, Bruce Wayne and Batman. The movie's just a mess, right? And I think he yeah. he was... But is that his fault or is that Joel Schumacher's that's, fault? That's, well, but that's, like, that's all Schumacher. Fault? That's Schumacher, baby. It's, Schu- <laughs> it's Schumacher, but it's also like... It's going to get blamed on Val Kilmer because he's the big star. Yeah, you right. know what I mean? Like, it's going to get laid at his feet. No matter what. And like, you know, he's always Jim Carrey's over here doing whatever the fuck he wants know, to do. Whatever. whatever <laughs> Stretching his wants. limbs. You know what I mean? <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones is over here in another movie. Uh <laughs> you know. And Nicole Kidman is like doesn't have anything to do but like make eyes at Val Kilmer yeah. and like, you know what I mean? Like um but but it's also like it's not the campy, like over the top madness that Batman and Robin is. So it's not even like one yeah. of those goofy bad movies that people are, you know, because people still quote the Schwarzenegger ice puns, yeah. right? Like that's they, they're still right. getting run off of that. People don't really talk about Batman forever because it's just like. After <laughs> watching the Batman, though, after watching the Batman, I was like, Batman has never said anything cooler than "I'm not, I'm now Batman," not because I have to be, because I choose to be, mm. which is what Val Kilmer says yeah. at the end of Forever. Right. It's that, that's the that's the that's the coldest thing Batman has ever said. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> In any, in any, you can't find a moment in any of the yeah. other movies that's stronger than than I'm Batman because I choose to be. You know what I mean? I'll, <laughs> like I'll give like, Christian Bale the you know swear to God, swear yes, to me, swear to me. I was like, swear to me, but yeah, that's the same shit down. though. Yeah. That's the same shit. <laughs> it's on the same level. That's, yeah. This yeah. just this just a this just a you know that's what he can say in a this one that's what he can say in a in a heavier movie. And right. It's a PG. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um but 
But also, so after Batman Forever, right, he makes one of the most infamously only behind uh, Apocalypse Now in terms of onset disasters. And that's the island of Dr. Moreau, which is like, right. And makes it. And then a couple months later, makes, makes this, this movie. Comes directly onto this movie. <laughs> so it's it's back to back because both of these movies come out in 1996. So he comes straight from more or less Island of Dr. Moreau, which we'll talk about later because like the behind the scenes on that is insane. And I think leads a little bit into, I, I honestly the think that they're not, stuff. they're separate movies. They're very separate productions, but I swear yeah. to God, it's like the energy is like fully followed into this movie. Yeah. He, he bring, he brings it from that. I think he too. brought the karma yeah. from that. Uh, so, and we'll, yeah. and we'll also talk about Michael Douglas's uh, chicanery behind oh the scenes as God. well, because uh, it, yeah. it goes, nothing there, can stop that I'm man's gonna... ego. <laughs> nothing, can, nothing will stop his ego. <laughs> Um, I'm going to try to summarize this movie in five minutes. I think I can do it. I think you can. So, Cameron, I got the timer ready. If you if you will give you me the this. time, uh, I'll go ahead and get into it. All right, three, two, one. All right. So it's 1898, and inexplicably, we're starting with the uh, narration of a character that we're not going to see for another 20 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> he saw this. He saw this part. He, well, he wants you to let he wants to let you know that this is a true story. Right, like what what you're about to hear and see actually happened for real, right? And so Robert Beaumont, who is you know this big financier of this railway project in Savo, Kenya, is is looking to recruit uh, Lieutenant Colonel John Henry Patterson Valcomer to. You know, I don't understand the sentence that he says at once: save Africa from the Africans, and then also end slavery. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I don't yeah. know what that meant. That made me mad. That I, like I heard that, and I was like, <laughs> I don't like neither of y'all right now. But <laughs> yeah. But Valcomer, and uh, a lot of red flags, claims that he loves Africa, uh, and has always wanted to visit Africa, and so this is like his his mission is to go build this bridge in Africa. Um, he leaves his wife, who's expecting uh, their first child. And promises that, you know, they'll bring them both to Africa and they'll see this beautiful bridge that he's about to build. So he goes out and he meets his supervisor, Angus Starling, um, and the Kenyan foreman, Samuel, as well as the doctor, David Hawthorne. And again, like there's a lot of just picked up and dropped plot threads in this movie because they tell him that the people working on the bridge there's a lot of like locals uh from africa and there's also a lot of south asians that they've imported from Mm -hmm. india and so there's beef between the hindus and the muslims and patterson's like i can handle that (laughs) and then it never gets not only does it never get resolved it never is actually a plot point and like they also have bigger shit to worry about (laughs) because there's been some lion attacks that have kind of slowed down the production and so patterson's like bet i know how to handle that he goes out in the tree um to get set up <laughs> angus like inexplicably falls out of the tree and as the lion starts rushing him in one shot patterson takes out the lion uh i, I don't know if they black people will give you a nickname and i feel like his nickname would have been one shot but they didn't yeah. they didn't call him that <laughs> but uh they did give him the claws from the lion to wear as a necklace which he also never, never wears until the end of the movie that's a bad um but it seems like everything's all well you know, on the on the construction site until uh, Mahina, the construction foreman, is dragged from his tent after ominously looking into the 
the grass and seeing some movement. And Valcomer also looking into the grass and not seeing the goddamn thing. thing. Also, Mahina, the most, like, just carved human, (laughs) literally just made from marble. This nigga was like, I am stolen. Yeah. So they, they find Mahina's body. And, like, the way that it's described is, like, a vampire almost right because they're like you know his skin was like ripped from his body and then they drank his blood and then they like feasted on all these yeah. different body parts and it was like god damn like okay i guess that's what these lines are into so they finally like try to build some protections some borders around but you know the lines they keep coming they keep killing all these workers and eventually beaumont comes down and he's like what the fuck is going on you need to get all this shit together you need to figure out how you're going to keep these lines out of this construction site and so like patterson has this dumbass idea that he admits doesn't work (laughs) 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 which is putting like some of the the south asian people like who i guess were soldiers into a train car that has like you know iron bars in it and then this whole scooby-doo contraption where like the lion runs in and like trips the thing and gets trapped and then they can just shoot it except the the lion runs in trips the trap and then just like fucks everybody yeah. up and they can't shoot the or lion who's like right five away. feet away from them um so the lion escapes and like keeps coming right and so at this point it's an hour into the movie and you're like is it michael douglas in this and then- <laughs> yeah hey, we got 30 seconds left by the way <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, that's how Michael, Michael Douglas felt. He was like, oh, there's 40 minutes left of this movie. I, I should get on set. <laughs> he shows up with just like he's got shooters. Uh, he's got he's got a lot of Maasai warriors who are, I guess he called his man. They have pledged yeah, allegiance to him. I don't really understand uh, their yeah, relationship. No, that was uh, they, they literally pop out of the grass and start like. What, what can only be described as undulating <laughs> as they <laughs> make their way towards the the village and he, he goes up to patterson and he's like look i i hunt shit you got a problem like let's you know work together to get rid of these lions and so they decide they're going to go out and they're going to hunt the lions what was, themselves but what was their relation what was their agreement i that don't know d- at all you're gonna one. you're gonna do what i say <laughs> they ha- he's, he goes you're gonna do what I say so that I can so that I can leave in peace. Do we have an agreement? But what are you leaving in peace? For? I don't know. No one is no, after no, you. Yeah, no one wanted to make you mad in the about? first place. I don't even know if he's getting paid to do this. It's very. I don't know where he came yeah, from. Yeah, he looked like the type of dude that was being paid in like booze. They're like yeah. we're gonna give him like four yeah. four pints of the jack, and he gonna kill this lion. <laughs> <laughs> well, he rose up. Apparently, apparently, him and Samuel are boys from from way back, uh, and. They all go out to hunt the lions and Patterson has borrowed a gun from uh, the doctor and like cocks it back as soon as the lions run it toward him. But I guess it misfires or something happens. So he has another chance to kill the lion, doesn't kill Mm -hmm. the lion. Right. So now things are getting tense. They have another dumb plan to construct like a faux hospital uh to to trick the lions into thinking they have easy bait and then the lions go to the other hospital that left all the people in and just murder i can't believe it so then they're like fuck (laughs) 
<laughs> this isn't going the way we thought it was going to go at all. And that's when, you know, they, they try to find the lion's den. I didn't mention this before, but the, yeah, all the people, all the locals have nicknamed these lions the ghost in the darkness. And they claim that they are evil spirits that have inhabited these two lions who are brothers and are like running around and, and murdering all these people. And so, yeah, they find like a whole cave, like predator style, right? Just like skulls, skeletons, all kinds of shit. I guess these lions have been eating everybody in the area for <laughs> however long. And so like, well, after that is the best scene in the movie. And that's when the wife uh, <laughs> is that the wife? <laughs> the wife? Yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> that is the best scene in the movie. Patterson Patterson is is feeling the heat, and he has this dream <laughs> where his wife and newborn child step off a train, and the second that he sees them, the lion has like made like a beeline for her, and is just running at his wife and child, and. As he's trying to get through the crowd of people, just like fucks her, <laughs> just like starts eating his family, yep. and then he just wakes up in a cold sweat, and he's like, "Fuck this shit!" I'm, like we need to, you he's know, empowered. He's like, "I'm not going yeah, to let no lie to my over. wife, who's not um, even here." So then he has. <laughs> He has another stupid ass plan where he's like, I'm gonna build like this big, <laughs> this big, like small landing for me to stand yep. on uh, that doesn't seem stable at all. And then, <laughs> like he like sees a bird and falls off. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> only, yeah. only for them to, you know, be able to get the drop on the lion and kill the first lion so yeah. now there's only one more lion out there but they go to sleep and they start to plan the next day they they all get drunk and they're all hanging out but the next morning they wake up to find that remington apparently has been eaten in the middle of the night by the second you don't even lion get to see it either damn. it's like it, such damn it's such a lame like it came uh, had to avenge his brother came back <laughs> so then damn they they start to bird all the grass around the camp, you know, try to drive the, the lion back into the trap that they set. Of course, the lion's like, fuck that. Cause he goes under the bridge, you know, and gets the drop on Patterson. Uh, but then Patterson's able to finally kill the lion. Um, as Samuel throws a rifle to him from a tree and he's a hero, right? All the people out working on the bridge are like, we love you. His wife and child show up in Africa and they're like, we love it. And here. no lion ate them. Yeah. The the <laughs> end of the movie is just, they're wearing the same, they're wearing the same <laughs> wearing the exact thing same. they wore in the, and I, and I was hoping that the lion was not dead. It was just like, like it was going to be like a nightmare on Elm street one ending where he thought <laughs> it was over. And then the lion just jumped out of nowhere and ate his family. <laughs> end of movie. I love that. Uh, that's, that's, yeah, the ghost in the darkness, and I mean, we're gonna we're gonna have a double drop here because usually we play this. Mm. But I think it's only right that we play this. Why the fuck you lying? <laughs> Why you always lying? <laughs> oh my god! Stop fucking lying! And that's that's a double on top. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> we're. We got we to gotta talk about a couple of the things. And I mentioned having a hot take. And here's my hot take for this movie. I am Team Lion. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to say 
This, in my mind, was a political assassination. Okay, these two lions were defending their home. That's right. Uh, this was this was colonization in action. Like these these people were coming to colonize this part of Kenya, and these lions were like, "We're not going to have it. We can't we can't abide by this." And so you know, like they had to they had to take them out. Like they've taken out a lot of revolutionary leaders before. They took out Ghost in Darkness. <laughs> they sound like twin security guards at a strip club. <laughs> Yeah, that's ghosts and that's darkness. <laughs> ghosts watch the front door, darkness watch the back door. But I, I was anybody else team lion? Was anybody else rooting for the? I mean, I know they killed a lot this, of black and brown yeah, people, but this is a hot, it's a hot take for that reason. It's a hot take for that reason, right? Because it's like how many white people even died at the hands of the lion? I mean, there weren't really a lot of them and there in this, in this movie. There's just two exactly. Like, so it's well, like, yeah, it's like I get why the lions are. If it is, if it really is like, holy shit, all these fucking humans are just walking around this area that used to be open plain or or, or whatever. And they're like, all right, I'm going to kill all of them. I'm hungry. I get that. But it is like, you know, but those, but those, the, the black and brown people that are there are there because the white people are making them, you know, like are making them. So it's like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know if I can be Team Lion. There's some collateral damage in the scenario. But I get it. You understand the plight. In this movie specifically, yeah. You know, I'm just saying. Open, open up, open up your minds. You know, like again. How many Caucasian seconds must pass before it's time for me to speak the truth? All right, come with me. Come with me. We were we were lions once upon a time. We were lions. <laughs> yeah, so I, 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 I do get that, though. I do get that. There are a lot of theories that the lions, for real, that is one of the things. They were just like, what is this? Like, I guess uh, this is my, these are my meals now. Like, yeah. I, there's, one of them is like, not that they were crazy. It's that, like, it, it's actually the most sane thing yeah. to just walk up to, to, to this area with all of this very easy to eat <laughs> flesh <laughs> and just and just eat it so yeah i mean I, I'm, yeah I'm, how about, how about, i i also won't say i'm necessarily team lion but i Come but on. i am i am i will stay in this movie as uh example of how stupid repeatedly stupid <laughs> colonizers can be like first of all the the, the like the <laughs> container contraption thing with the trip wire that whole scene was just <laughs> maybe the most frustrating thing I've ever had to watch. But like, why? So okay, hold on a minute, right? Like, cool. You get the you get the lion in the contraption, right? Fair. Why is there Why is there a not a back door to leave? My leave God. From? And B, why is there not dynamite in the thing? And you just blow that. You shit know, up? it's a gun. You could just stick a gun <laughs> through a hole. Like y'all don't even got a B in yeah, the contraption. Why weren't they bayonets? Bayonets, I don't know. Yeah. You know, you can you can stab it could have the been thing. done. Instead, people are slipping and tripping and shooting ricochet bullets <laughs> at each other, and the lions just watching, just like damn these, these idiots, dumbasses. 
That was cold <laughs> though. The shot of the lion, the shot of the lion, and you can see the flame it in was, the lion's yeah, eyes. Yeah, it just cold. stares that at these. <laughs> that, you know, that's, that's like that's, that's the only image the director had when he came into shooting this thing. He was like, "I'm gonna see the fire." In the oh, lion's there were eyes. there were a lot of like different like. Li- I mean, this is this is almost. This is a very 90s movie. This is what it is. It's like, come to Africa. (laughs) I'm buying. (laughs) Hang out. Get eaten. But it's it's a very 90s style because it's it's a historical horror film almost, you know, because like the way that the lines are presented is like they are the monsters monsters of this movie. And there's a lot of like... It's a weird production because they use multiple lions as well as animatronic lions, oh, yeah. and you can tell when you're yeah. seeing an animatronic. It's so lion. it's so Jaws. <laughs> it's so good, like the the not moving lion top moving across yeah. the ground. <laughs> it's obviously on a skateboard or some shit. But there's like a lot of slow motion lion shots, or like superimposed oh, yeah. like lion face over like you know trying to yeah. make them as monstrous and as like. Almost, yeah, evil and demonic as it possible. It kind of looks but... hilarious. It's like lion, angry yeah. lion face over like a Rand McNally <laughs> picture of Africa, <laughs> just like, and then fire <laughs> underneath it. Like I hate these motherfuckers. <laughs> I hate these. I hate the shit out of them. <laughs> well, I-, I will also say I am Team Lion just because of how inept both Michael <laughs> Douglas and Val Kilmer were in terms of like, kid, what, what was he thinking when he built that like mini bridge because like he he had a lot of like fred from scooby-doo ideas where he's like well here's what we're gonna yeah. do you know and, no <laughs> and people questions. are like yeah people are like this is gonna take a lot of time and effort to do but i guess you know we'll build whatever this is for you and it immediately falls off because a bird <laughs> is near <Yeah>. their <laughs> ineptitude is what stood out to me the most on this on this rewatch like cuz i remember as a kid being like oh shit michael douglas is so badass in this and then like and watching i was like did he do anything, anything? No. like what did he what did he do <laughs> outside of the movie he wanted to play he the killed role. everybody in the hospital <laughs> he wanted to do that right. he wanted yeah. to be like this goof who showed up was like i got you see these teeth around my neck I, I kill each one of these motherfuckers and I'm going to do it again. And then literally like trips over his own gun almost and like gets eaten by lions. Like it's just like, what are you, what? Well, it's so weird because like the way that the whole situ- situation is, is presented, right? It's like these lines are almost again, like supernatural. Like right. they're not just regular <laughs> lions, regular right? Lions. <laughs> but they do things that regular lines would do right and it's not even because it would be one thing if it was like oh damn right like they shot it like they shot it several times and they just like shook it off and like walked away or like they uh you know they caught it in a trap and it's it was so big and strong that like you know a regular line would have been been done but like this line got away and like you know what but it's like no they just can't shoot it yeah like that's the problem they just literally as close as it gets multiple times like this his gun jams, so he can't shoot it. The people in the in the trap can't shoot it. He, but then we because we see him shoot the other lion with one, one shot. shot in the tree. Let him yeah. do it again. So it w- it was the movie's <laughs> way of like trying to trying to make the viewer feel like what they're seeing is could really yeah. happen. Yeah. So like if if they do. If they do like hit the lions repeatedly and they keep getting up, like that—that's when you like instantly call like BS on 
even 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 like the likelihood of this right. of this taking place but like somebody coming up with with bad <laughs> with like bad plan after bad plan to to stop is the like only way that the screenwriter could could rationalize you know a killing lions doing a, a killing yeah. spree. you know what i mean yeah. like they they could they can't even think of I guess just people being shit out of luck, right. really, right? Like it's like it could have just come down to that. Like, well, I don't know because oh, they were just in the wrong place at the wrong time, and I guess screenwriters are under. Well, they're underestimating. I'll say they're underestimating the audience because there is a movie out right now where Idris Elba is punching a lion in the face, <laughs> and that seems to be the climax of the movie. Yeah, that is that is twenty twenty two right now. Another thing that's really confusing about this film. Maybe not confusing. Maybe it's actually just very apropos of the time. Because on the last episode, we talked about Blood Diamond, yes. right? And like well, the way that more white Africa, Africa is often <laughs> the way that Africa is often viewed by Western creators and audiences and like, you know, specifically white people and the way that we think about Africa. And this is, you know, in the eighteen hundreds, right? So this is um, you know, colonization is in, in full effect, right? But because we also we also talked about and watched the Arab there, and like this feels closer to that in the sense of like the Africans are almost like just there, yeah. You know, like they yeah. are they are background and setting to the movie. You know, like it takes place in Africa, so we have to have Africans. In the but movie. do they? <laughs> no, but they we really because it's it's not even them about like saving like an African village right. or saving African people specifically. Mm-hmm. It's about we need to build this bridge. Yeah. That's what's most important is like the completion of this bridge. And I guess Patterson's family coming to Africa. Like those are the two most yeah. important plot points. I was thinking about that while, <laughs> while watching it this time is like, it's what's frustrating is that like, it's if, if they even, I, I don't know the book, the man eaters book, you yeah. know, but like if they, if that's the account that they're using, who even knows, if Patterson even like except people who written, like did Patterson even talk about any Africans <laughs> in that book? Like, does he even is this is this all just like and I, me, Patterson, the <laughs> the one man was able to do you know what I mean? And and like the Africans were peripheral to him, you yeah. know, which is like it's like it's it's that's the to me the biggest failure is like is the screenwriter not being able to understand that he's reading an account from 1890 or right. whatever and it's like you need <laughs> you need to understand that like this person was not keyed into Africa and like you're going to need to do that's the work you're going to need to do in yeah. order to make this a successful movie and and didn't do it yeah. you know <laughs> chose not to do it well cuz Samuel is like there it's just there it's just there it's there to narrate the story truly that's all that's all he really does even well he's there to narrate and just like validate patterson right like he's like well you know you'll get him next time (laughs) just keep keep shooting and uh (laughs) eventually we'll figure it out because even at the end like when after remington dies like he comes up and gives him like the lion's claws which i think finally he puts on you know what i mean but like it's his his character is described as scared of lions for yes. reasons that we don't fully get. And so like I would he say is, they're in eating a sense... his friends, so that was like that's that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty high up on the list. But no, but he goes but he but he says 
the way that comes out, it's way late yeah. in the movie also yeah. because it's like well after we've had it's it's I think it's the night before one of the it's the night they haven't killed the lion yet, yeah. but he goes he goes, um Remington knows I'm scared of lions, which is like okay, so something <laughs> something before now way before now, like some other thing happened where you're afraid of lions and we don't know what that what that thing well, is. Well and but in the movie it's like and I'm a coward. So yeah, let's add yeah, that I to know. my character arc as well. And it's not yeah, even when he hands him the 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 claws, the thing he says, and I was I hated hearing it this time. <laughs> Was one of us needs to be brave? Yeah, and he hands him the yeah. thing, and you're just like, ugh, one of us, <laughs> you know, and it, and it won't be me, yeah, no, obviously. No, so. <laughs> I'll, I'll be over here uh, because I think that's the thing. It's like the, everybody that's not white in this movie is kind of shown to be either helpless or like ineffective, right? Ineffectual, like the Abdullah, who is, I guess, like the head of the you know, South Asian contingent, Mm -hmm. like, threatens multiple times some kind of, like, revolt, but, like, ultimately always backs down. Every time. To keep his job, I guess? (laughs) I'm not really quite sure what... I I think it is to keep his job, because literally they'd be like, (laughs) do you not want to build this bridge no more? He's like, all right, bro, I just hate. Hey, (laughs) I'm just saying. I was just saying we might all walk out. I don't don't know. know. I don't know. But if we put it that way, I guess we'll stay. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I could take my ass back to India. Well, you could lose this check. Okay. Well, you make a fair point. (laughs) Because Remington shows up. Justice for that character. For sure. Justice for that character. Because like every scene he has with with uh with Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer's POV is like, What are you scared? And it's like, Yes. What? Are There's you an kidding? unbelievable amount. Every of night, people yeah. are dying. <laughs> my, my people are dying. Your people that you need to build the bridge are dying. There's like the level of stupidity that you have to have in order to face a fucking lion is like just off the charts. Well, and it's just like a lot of those. Like every character that's not Valcomer and Michael Douglas, I'm just kind of like, why are you here? Like what? What what are you supporting in this sense? Because you don't really add anything to the story. You are, I guess, if we're looking at this as a horror scenario, fodder for the lions to right. kill. So I guess we need somebody that the audience at least knows to die so that there's emotion felt in that moment. But like even Remington, like we said, dies off screen. So whack. <laughs> And we don't like they just got supposed to be this huge persona that shows up. He's literally like the guy in Jaws who's like screeching on the chalkboard. He's like, I seen a lion. I seen that motherfucker. Yeah. Samuel comes up (laughs) into the grass and looks down and like does the conceited gif. He's just like (laughs) Damn. 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 That sucks, bro. That sucks, bro. And they also do that weird thing where Samuel's wearing his uh, his like uh, cloak mm-hmm. yeah. cover, and he, and it's like, is he the lion? There's that yeah. weird uh, sort of like thing we're supposed to like think maybe he's the lion, but it's this weird thing of like he was behind, yeah, he behind was behind Malcolm or so. How did he get? How did he get there? You know, it's this weird. They want you to do this weird like, oh shit, it's the lion, but yeah. it's, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Before we get too far, too, can we briefly talk about Val Comer's Irish accent? Because oh, it 
yeah. came and went. <laughs> and when they said, yeah. so the movie starts <laughs> and Remington talks for like 10 minutes. Or like he mentions that Val Kilmer is Irish. Val Kilmer doesn't oh, you're talking talk about for Boma. like 10 you're minutes. Boma, right? Boma, Boma. Yeah, Boma start yeah. talking. Because like he said, oh, like you're an Irishman. And I was like, go on. <laughs> like I, I would like to hear yeah. this accent. <laughs> it, it's in the narration too. It's like in Samuel's narration, like like an Irishman from blah, 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 you know, walks into town. Yeah. You know, and that's like one of the first things we hear. Yeah. And then, and, but yeah, but his, it's the most subtle, it's the most, it's, it's the most like barely there Irish accent you have ever not heard, I guess. Right. Like it's like. Well, it gets stronger at certain points and then like disappears. <laughs> I was about to say, cause you know, there's I mean, like anytime. no affectation. He's just like soft yeah. Oz, soft Oz every time, well, every now and yeah. then. I think it's the thing, you know, at, as somebody who doesn't do accents but it has read up on you know what what goes into it i think a lot of the times it's like it's easier to do in just like casual conversation but anytime you have to add like volume and excitement and anything on top of it like that's when it starts to go away because you're you know right and so like very clearly anytime he had to shout or like do anything like was very much val comer and anytime he was like whispering or like having like quiet conversations like the the irish accent would like pop up yeah um, the same goes for Doug, Michael Douglas's though, like almost yeah, southern accent s- that he was sometimes was he doing. <laughs> it, Here's the thing. Yeah, I was like, I was like, is he from? Is 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 you know, is he from the Confederacy? Yes. And he, <laughs> do you know yes. what I mean? Like, well, is because that what we're supposed Samuel, to know? Samuel, and another cringe line says his two two tribes were That's at right. war, and his side his lost. Side lost the Civil War, and his. Yeah. And his family, right? His side lost. They say that. Yeah, right, his family right. was like taken from him and his land, and also now he, you know, what I mean. So on top of everything else, I'm supposed to root for a colonizer and a Confederate soldier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm team in Africa. Who, who the story they're trying to say is like he somehow realized like through that he realized like all people are you know like they're trying they're trying to make him the most virtuous yes. white person of all time like that he was like yeah remington because he was like he was a confederate. confederate but now he he but now he realizes like oh like he feels an even deeper connection to africa right like there, yeah. it's this oh weird... instead of like licking his and, lips at all, all the of possible stuff... slaves around him <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah exactly i mean exactly exactly and 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 like and like instead of like I mean, I guess we we don't really know what his connection with this with this tribe is. Oh my is. god! But like you know, but I guess like you know, like but, <laughs> my it, dude but pulled we're up. supposed to get the sense that he's <laughs> he had the squad, had the with squad. Him. he was like yo yeah and he, he like said, me and my niggas for them is, to me like, and my niggas is here. <laughs> he signals for them to pop out of the grass and they just like jump up and start doing this like tribal like you know like. <laughs> But we're we're supposed to get the sense that he's communing with them, oh yeah, and not, you know what I mean? Like it's it's, and so they really tried to make him out to be this like exalted, like the best white man to ever live, right? <laughs> but like, then, the, but then all of his his people are like, oh, this is what's happening. Nah, nah we gotta whoa. go back home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we gonna we gonna go back. Actually, our village. Is you didn't safe. say Day Day was here. <laughs> oh no, we. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> we actually, our mom was calling. Yeah, we gotta go. I was about to say, like, this has been funny. Like, <laughs> somebody better title on him. Like, how dare he, like, pull up with the Maasai tribe and it'd be like working for him? He's like, you know, he does that back home, right? He does exactly this back home. I would have tattled on his but ass, that, like, straight up. But that, like, what a weird device, right, to introduce him as, like, this, like, superior hunter with this, like, literal tribe of, like, African warriors, like, following him. And then two scenes later, they're like, I don't know. I do the like, like, what damage is he going to do? <laughs> yeah, but then, like, they just peace out on him. And it's like, I guess, did you just not want to pay those people for additional scenes? Or, like, why yeah, Why they even introduce them? <laughs> they they literally showed yeah, up like, like in Meteor Man. All. They showed up like in Meteor Man when he called out the troops. He was like, my niggas is on the roof. <laughs> like, that movie is, like, literally, like, 30, 40 seconds of just guns cocking for that scene. It's just like... <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I feel like... You know, this movie does a lot of things where it it is trying to show both of these white men as, like you're saying, James, like virtuous or like enlightened. Truly. And at the same time, their general, like, not even discontent, but like ambivalence towards Africans and like everything that's going on in the continent and to the the literal people they're supposed to be like watching over but like keep like again i can't believe that seed with the hospital where they're like so here's the plan (laughs) are just gonna go over the doctor is going i'm no we're not gonna move my hospital (laughs) and he's like and 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 Michael Douglas is like, uh, well, the smell of blood and the blah, 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 and the da-da-da, so am I wrong? You know, and, like, we're supposed to be like, well, he's not wrong. You know, like, we're supposed to be on his side. And then the doctor and gets killed to the next scene. Like, so every, Everyone dies. Every, he, he, kills, he kills every person that was trying to get help <laughs> yes. like everyone everyone that like was most in need yes michael douglas murders yes. <laughs> and like and we're supposed to be like ah, oh, he messed up that was a mistake yeah. like we're supposed to like forgive him for that he'll get it the next time uh, you know oh, tr- rats, keep trusting rats. <laughs> yeah well again i will say what i what i appreciated most about these lines is they had they had the exact energy of that elephant that stopped that woman hell out yeah yeah and then came back and stomped her out at, at the, the funeral. funeral. Was like I didn't forget. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like that is is how these lines were moving because specifically that dream sequence was like, I told you to stop fucking with me. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you tried to shoot me twice. So now you know I see your peoples are here. I'm gonna get them. I'm gonna get you. I'm pulling up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he really it's did though. Like. like it really is that exact thing, though. It's like they killed the brother lion. Yeah. And then the lion was like, cool, I'm going to get Michael Douglas. <laughs> like, it was almost like on purpose, just killed Michael Douglas. Didn't go to anyone else. Val Kilmer is just a couple yep. steps away in it's his true. tent. He could have killed both of nah. them in their sleep. He was like, nah, I'm going to get your brother. You feel what this shit feels like. like the lion, lion was like, one thing you ain't hear about me, I'm petty. I'm petty. <laughs> <laughs> well it definitely had a lot of fuck around and find out energy and like they were yeah. not 
when you're when you're even trying to conceive of like what the situation is, right? And I guess we could start getting into a little bit of the behind the scenes about what actually happens. <laughs> what we see in the movie um because there the the same problem with pocahontas right where you're yeah. like okay yeah. we just believe john smith <laughs> and everything that he said yeah based on this book that he wrote that nobody else can like verify or like give a second account of just he wrote a book so i gotta say all true right you know and it's the same thing with this james patterson because it's like he was there a couple he wasn't an engineer he was like basically there to oversee the construction of the bridge so like he wasn't building the bridge yeah you know had any i like him (laughs) any knowledge of the bridge it was just like i'm here to make sure that this goes the way that it's supposed to go and so he shows up there Remington, he ain't killed them damn lions. Well, <laughs> Remington, not real, Patterson right? Like, <laughs> like, right? Remington uh, is not a real person. Made up character just for this movie. Oh I guess God. maybe even just for Michael Douglas to be in the movie. <laughs> That's really, um, like I said, his ego, like literally, <laughs> the character didn't even exist. You came in and out without even killing a single lion. I looked this particular thing up. Well, just just Remington, the character originally was like just a great white hunter type, yeah. like stoic. We got none of his backstory, okay. and apparently, like apparently that like tribe stuff and blah blah blah, and you know the the Civil War and yeah. and, and any of the like sort of pathos stuff mm-hmm. that we get from him, that came from from Michael Douglas. Yeah, but oh. but originally there was just like a mercenary type like big muscular guy who's there just to like die so that so that um val kilmer when he finally kills the lion at the end seems even more heroic like he did something that even this guy couldn't do you know yeah um which is he like already yeah, did so that, anyway, sorry, he literally did that <laughs> 20 minutes into the movie he was like oh i heard about the lion, <laughs> yeah. lion. yeah yeah well and william goldman <laughs> yeah. was not happy and yeah. uh, says that Douglas's decision ruined the mystery of the character and made him a wimp and a loser. Ooh. So he was like, not. Listen. I mean, there was a lot of contention about Michael Douglas on this film because he was originally attached as just the producer, right? And they're really going around trying to get a lot of people to come in. I think they wanted um, Sean Connery at one point and Anthony Hopkins at one point, and they both declined to be in the movie. I read Tom Cruise somewhere. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, like, Douglas was like, I guess I'll do it myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And he, he showed up and allegedly as well, right? Because Hopkins also didn't like this. And he cut 45 minutes out of the movie michael douglas wow. did to give his character more wow. time in the movie and so <laughs> like the cut that you see is not the cut that anthony hopkins wanted to make although i mean i don't know if there's a better cut yeah. of this movie but mm-hmm. definitely like you could tell why things kind of went left is because michael douglas was like well <laughs> if you <laughs> if you really want to make this movie great i have some suggestions about <laughs> yeah. what could be done and I, I think you can see in just like the the production of the movie yeah. there's just a lot of like weird choices where things are kind of like left 
unresolved in any real way. Although, you know, those scenes are kind of left in the movie, like the scenes that set them up. Yeah. Because I think Michael Douglas was just like, well, this doesn't have me in it, so we could just take yeah, this Yeah, I would say that's probably, <laughs> that's probably like Starling's missionary efforts during the beginning of the movie. Because like he literally says, yeah. I'm going to convert everybody. And then like five or eight scenes later, yeah. he's like, well, I sort of did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like real quick, like, and then he just goes away b- until he's, yeah. you know, eaten. Until he's... Uh, <laughs> now... Yeah. It's just a little bit more about the the real Patterson, right? Is he claims that the lions were responsible for up to 135 deaths, right? Which is a lot of people. <laughs> and wow. the problem is, again, like, it's his word against nobody else's because there's nobody else to, <laughs> like, verify or deny what actually happened, right? Because, like, a lot of the scenes from the book are like, and I went out. And you know what I mean? So, like, people can't say, well, no, you There's didn't do that. There's just no way any of this happened. Any, like, I, Patterson <laughs> didn't do anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, some, somebody, one of the locals killed the lion. <laughs> and he's like, cool. And then he wrote down. <laughs> because, well, here's the thing, right? William Goldman will tell you, reading the book, that a lot of the things that happened in the movie, as unbelievable and as inexplicable as they are, are straight from Patterson's. I book, bet. right? So like the yeah. the uh, soldiers in the in the train car unable to shoot the lion. He was like, that was in the book. That was true. You know, like they tried to shoot it, but like yeah. they were just so scared that they couldn't land a shot. Yeah, no, like, that's good because that is one of the craziest parts of the movie. Yeah, and and that makes that line from Samuel like at least I'm like okay, cool. The most <laughs> unbelievable thing that I watched that actually happened. What about the what about the hospital thing though? The that's, hospital that's swap. Absurd. I think that they moved the hospital uh, and then they eat, ate everybody in the hospital. There was there was a variation of that. Like that was probably no exaggerated way! a bit. Um, you know, his gun jamming also that's, happened. That's insane. Or at least allegedly, like the um, lion's den that they find was originally unexplored you know what i mean like he he mentioned it but like nobody ever followed up to see if that was true and then i mm-hmm. guess like you know a long time after somebody actually went and checked and like there were remains in there but it's hard to tell yeah. if it was like a from these lions and b like how many bodies <laughs> it was some other crazy I, ass lions <laughs> you know the um, african savannah these two lions came up and tried to like, yeah okay sure <laughs> so like the lions it's them two lions again, again. i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> niggas is back, niggas is back. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so, god so patterson patterson again claims to have killed the lions uh on his own <laughs> and then had used their skins as a rug and then the Field Museum in Chicago was like, we'd like to have those. So he sold them for like $5,000 in 1924 money. I don't know what that means. You know, probably okay. a lot of money. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, they are the largest lions uh, that, you know, have been seen, you know, just in. Mm. in oh, wow. I didn't realize you know, that. Because I, I think they were like about nine feet tall in the field museum but like Damn. they say that because of the way that they were skinned like they may have been even bigger um that's a whole other yeah. layer to this though that like 
if the movie would have even remotely addressed that, like, oh, these lions are also <laughs> like massive, massive yeah. <laughs> huge monsters. Yeah. Like that's a, yeah. That whew, okay. Well, so and here's here's the other thing, right? That's just a unfortunate <laughs> truth of the situation is that so this railroad that was being built was more or less to like create a through line from you know northern africa all the way down to i want to say around somewhere on the east coast of africa right like they really just wanted to have like a big you know we can get to almost everywhere you know on this on this one railroad um but you know because of the slave trade also being you know still big at the time like maybe move a specific kind of cargo mm-hmm. on this train uh, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and because you know how they had been moving them before was like not on the train you know but either on foot or um you know through through other means that's kind of why the lions were here just because like there was a lot of just like defenseless humans around Bro, like <laughs> for them to eat yeah. this movie is uh, very on its face like a bunch of people tried yeah. to build a railroad through lion country and got eaten because yeah. lions but some of those lions yeah or some of those people may have been slaves unfortunately or enslaved yeah. people and like those lions were like like you said james this is good eating i don't have to move <laughs> you know like yeah. people are just kind of here defenseless just here um and unable to shoot a gun apparently either so like i'm just gonna come in and, and have free i train. literally bet the lions were just like watching like yo a bet bet how many i can eat <laughs> bet how many i can eat. how many can i eat now i mean a, a couple of things just in terms of uh the lines themselves right so like goldman says his particular feeling is that these lines were evil and i believe that for nine months evil popped out of the ground at savo right and so, like, there's a little bit of that supernatural element playing into it. And I guess just because he had a deeper feeling about that, that's kind of where a lot of those elements come from, is, like, making these lions more than just... Because, you know, sure, these they did kill a lot of people and did eat a lot of people, and it is a very unusual and unnatural kind of situation, mm-hmm. like, where lions typically are not around humans and are not, like actively attacking humans you know in the way that these lions were or usually if 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 a lion attack happens it's either because they've been driven from their normal habitat and are hungry and are looking for food and or you are somewhere you're not supposed to be (laughs) they're not i mean that's that's the same with like you know mountain lions in california and stuff like that like they usually don't just walk down into people's front yards it's like the forest was on fire yeah and so now I don't have anything to eat and I smell food around here, right? So, like, these lions were actively hunting people, but I think it's because their food source was kind of moved out of the area. And so the food source became people. <laughs> so they, they were doing what lions do. Um, people have made a big deal about the lions being maneless in real life and having manes in the movie. So, like, these, yeah. these lions specifically, the Savo lions in real life didn't have manes and people suggest this is probably because like the area they were in. So like in the movie, they have kind of these like thick, like bushes that have like the pricks on them. Um, and they, they build like the barrier with them. 
but because these lines didn't have mains like they could kind of easily move through that uh and so yeah you know like that helps to explain that because i was wondering uh, i mean that they we keep seeing these them build those fences yeah. and like yeah i knew that the that the Sava lines were not were mainless but like that also being a reason for why they're able to kind of like yeah. slide you know in in, mm-hmm. in and out in that way like yeah like <laughs> that that's like an easy <laughs> thing to just to just include you know what i yeah. mean like it doesn't have to be this i don't know <laughs> well and, and last thing about the lines and this is <laughs> this is just having lines on set right so there is five lines total that they had on set um that had two specific lions that were later the lions in george of the jungle oh. uh and these are the lines that were like used oh. the most right because they were fairly tame and kind of able to be um around actors and humans but then there was another set of lines which were not good to be around people and apparently <laughs> on set a couple of times these lines got loose <laughs> and so people just had to like run away <laughs> and, and hide until the lines were able to be put back in their cages and so you know anytime that you see there the hospital scene hopkins said that he didn't tell people the lines were coming in so he could get their genuine reaction to no what <laughs> what no way you, you can't just unleash some damn lines <laughs> On a bunch of actors who just sitting around chilling, no, you can't. Do- no. But I think that those were obviously the the friendlier lines. Y'all gonna uh, hear the- from me, friendly or not? <laughs> I would have came up to him. Hey, I'm gonna slap the shit out of you. No, I get to slap the uh, shit out of you. You you left a lion on me. I mean, that's fines. That's that's shutting the production yeah. down. That's like losing your. They don't have director's licenses, but that's losing your director's <laughs> license. Like, I can't believe that. Oh, my God. I'm just I'm having a heart attack for those actors yes. right now. Well, the last thing I want to get into is a little a little bit about Val Kilmer's time on the island of Dr. Moreau yeah. that then transitions into sure. this movie. Because for those who don't know the story of the Doctor, this is how I found out this, about this movie. This movie, again, I will say that the behind the scenes of Doctor Moreau is only rivaled by Apocalypse Now in terms of just how fucking crazy it was. Because there's a documentary about it, which I'll put in the show notes that you can go watch if you want to. But the original director of the movie makes the following claims one he got marlon brando to be in the movie using black magic uh and then he he cast a a a spell uh to entice because he had talked to marlon brando before and he wasn't interested and then he did this ritual and then marlon brando was interested and so that's what got him onto the movie they go to shoot the movie within a day multiple actors on set have had breakdowns and like the original actor who was supposed to be the lead like left like as soon as he got to the island val kilmer was learned about his divorce on set via television (laughs) oh and like originally like coming off of batman like requested he was supposed to be the lead. Then he requested his screen time be cut by 40%. And so he was switched from the lead to like the secondary character. Who's the assistant of Dr. Moreau. And then 
the original person who was then cast to replace him was replaced by David Thewlis, like on like set, like they had to fly David Thewlis out to the island and he had to like basically learn the movie while he was there. Uh, yeah. Marlon Brando didn't learn any of his lines for the movie. He was being fed through an earpiece. The earpiece sometimes would no. pick up local radio chatter and he would just repeat that. No. <laughs> Tell me that's in the movie. He well, they cut ah. it out, but like, you know, there's stories about him just like repeating like, you know, police reports or like uh <laughs> other things. Um at a certain point the director got fired because he couldn't control <laughs> Val Kilmer and Marlon Brando, who had taken to seeing who could stay in their trailer the longest. Um and would delay filming by hours. And this is a movie in which people are in full animal prosthetics in the sun. (laughs) So like he had to go, the director they brought in to replace him hated Val Kilmer. (laughs) They got into many an argument to the point where the assistant director had to deal directly with Val Kilmer because the director and him would not speak to each other. (laughs) Martin Brichter at one point wanted his character to be a dolphin. (laughs) A dolphin. Uh, why? For what reason? <laughs> because he 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 didn't want to film in the sun all day, so he insisted that his character wore a hat. And the purpose of the hat, you see in the movie, they're putting ice cubes into it, and that's real. Like they really were putting ice cubes uh-huh. into this hat that he was wearing and the ice would drip on his head to cool him down but then he was like but what if i took off the hat and i had a blow (laughs) (laughs) at a certain point the original director when he got fired stole documents from the his trailer that were like key integral parts of the movie and so they lost like many a part of like production the original director then fled into the jungle for a duration of the production where he met (laughs) locals who like took him in and then as he was kind of like walking around this farm met some of the extras on the movie who then got him back on set dressed up as one of the animal people and so he's in no, the movie no. <laughs> as it's in the movie an extra yes because <laughs> nobody knew it was him uh and then oh my god he allegedly also snuck into the rat party <laughs> it was just that's the island, and that's why didn't this? Why didn't this director go like back home? Like, he had he a complete mental. He had a complete for... mental breakdown, is what he says. He like was going out of his mind because he had put so much of his life into directing this movie, and then got fired. And so he like vengefully like stole key documents from the film, but then also just like was living in the woods apparently wow. for a while. So that's the set that Valcom just, just came, from. came from. And literally, it's only like a month or two <laughs> in between, right? Yes. Allegedly, Valcomer also oh, wow. put a cigarette out on a on an assistant camera person's face on no. set. And like, he, he had a history of being a very difficult person. Yes. But this might have been the most difficult he had ever been on set. So then he comes and does yeah. Ghost in the Darkness. 
<laughs> and wow. I, I, I really tried. I really tried. What what happens oftentimes is that Wikipedia will have like links that you can click on that will take you to a, a much broader article discussing certain things. I even signed up for like a archival newspaper service to try to find this information. I can't find the newspaper that this came from. Oh. But director Stephen Hopkins later said in a in an article for the LA Daily Times entitled The Lion Sleep Tonight, troubles on this film were not caused by the cats or the reputation of bad boy Val Kilmer. Like this is this is straight from Stephen Hopkins who said we had snake bites, scorpion bites, Tick bite fever, fever, people getting hit by lightning, floods, torrential rains, lightning storms, hippos chasing people through the water, cars getting swept into the water, several deaths of crew members, including two drownings. Drownings? <laughs> it's not even drownings. Like, the water? There was no water in this. I don't know. <laughs> what is? There's got to be a moment where, like, literally. Multiple people have died on your set. People are being struck by lightning. People are drowning in water that's not even around. Like, th- like God is saying. People are getting chased by hippos. Hippos ain't even in the movie. Bro, there's got to be a point where you're like, we have to stop making this movie. I th- <laughs> he says that Val came to the set under the worst conditions imaginable. Sounds like yep. it. Um, and he was completely exhausted from doing the Island of Dr. Moreau. He was dealing with the unfavorable publicity from that set. He was going through a divorce. He barely had time to get his teeth into the role before he started. And he's nearly in every scene in this movie. <laughs> but I worked him six or seven days a week for four months under really adverse conditions. And he really came through. Right. So like he's a trooper that got he's been in some wild movies over the course of time. Yes. I mean, that, that's that's I would I was desperately trying to find this article to get more information because just that paragraph (laughs) alone is like what the fuck is going on on set in which all of this is happening i think it really just like goes to show there's really not a lot you can control on a movie set, right? Like there's certain sure. things that are just going to happen. I guess not. But at the, yep, same... at the end of the day, <laughs> a hippo might roll up and <laughs> anything Chasing could happen people, at any set. <laughs> but at the same time, if I got struck by lightning for this movie, I would be so mad. Yo, get struck by lightning for like Interstellar or something like that. Get struck by you lightning know... for like Citizen King or what? Star Wars. Work on yes. Star Wars and get struck by lightning and be like, just so the the Death Star model could look like that. I got struck by yeah, yeah. I want that. Not oh man, he's like green screen lions and animatronic lion. I got struck by lightning trying to like push yes. the animatronic lion on a skateboard in the middle of the savannah. Um. Now, this is not the first on screen production uh, or adaption of Patterson's book. The first one was Buona Devil, right? Which uh, is interestingly enough, or maybe, wait, is this the second one? I think, oh no, it is the first one. It's the first one, and it is interestingly enough the first 3D color film. Um, Whoa, so a it, color film? Yeah. The Ghost uh, in the Darkness? No, this movie called Buona Devil from Buona 1952. Devil. Yeah. Um, it. I ostensibly sparked the 3D film craze uh, of the 50s and moving forward. So, like, 
I guess that's a cool trivia tidbit. I've never seen this movie, but it sounds like yeah. a lot like this movie in the sense that, like, there's the original person who goes to Africa. He's then, like, supported by several, like, esteemed hunters who then fuck up and fail to kill the lions. <laughs> and so he has to kill the lion uh, and save his wife, I guess, is, is the plot of that movie. And save yeah. his wife. And then there's okay. The Killers of Kilimanjaro, which is a 1959 British adventure film. Um, there's not a plot for this that I can find, but I'm assuming it's the same movie. Like Somebody's just going down there trying to fuck yeah. up these lions. And there's a white love story involved at some point. <laughs> you know um, there is. <laughs> you know there is. <laughs> but I will ask, is there a way that we could remake this movie that takes away the white savior and i know i feel like james you have you have thoughts and ideas so we'd love to hear no i just well one is like it's like i feel like you 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 don't write a remington if you're gonna (laughs) invent if you're gonna invent uh a a new character you know you write uh a local a black per a black an african yeah (laughs) you know you know you still have samuel i think sam i think samuel as a as a character I think you know we have people mm-hmm. like that in these in these movies. So you keep Samuel, but then you beef up another character, like someone a a, a worker that's there or something, you know, who whoever actually killed these lions yeah. in real life. We try to <laughs> we try to imagine who that person. Mahina is, was built like he snapped know, them we, in right? half. He was built like he yeah. could just snap them like a twig yeah. arm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's what he said. He said he killed with the lion with hands. his bare hands. That was their whole like their whole thing. They had you know. It's like, yeah, you'd like you build up Mahina, you know, you build up that character or, you know, and you and you push Patterson to the side because he is a side character in this story for real. Right. Like like in like in real life, (laughs) a white man was present when some lions attacked and killed a bunch of a bunch of people. And then he went. I actually saved the day. (laughs) You know, like that's what (laughs) that's what happened, you know. Um, and you, and, and, and yeah, I mean, they, 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 you fully remove, you, you write the character realistically, you know, he doesn't, he is not self-aware of like, of like, uh, racism in, in the way that someone in the nineties writing a movie is aware of racism, you know, like he is very casually, he is, uh, you know, he is telling people what their beliefs are. He he does not care. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what what the different, you know what the different belief systems are. He may not. He may love Africa, but he he fetishizes sure Africa. Sure. You know, like it's 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 you know he wants the trophy. You know, he's not given the trophy by Samuel. He's like the second he shoots that. If he does shoot a lion at any point. He's immediately going to try to get the trophy himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We just write the real shit. We write what really happened. Not, 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 not what what we saw. You know. Uh, but I think, th- yeah. For me, though, the biggest thing, if we're even just talking about just this movie as it exists, yeah. it's like it's like building up Abdullah. It's building up. Um, you know, it's building up. Uh, uh, it's it's not writing a Remington character. It's right. It's writing someone else. You know, and and a person of color. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and you know, and focusing really on 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 those stories mm-hmm, a little sure. bit more than uh, uh, than like this sort yeah. of virtuous white man. That's what I think. Cameron, what do you think? 
Uh, I kind of feel like we're in like a Great Wall situation uh, with the Matt Damon movie. <laughs> so in that movie, if you're not familiar, go check out our episode on the Great Wall. But also, you'll find out that uh, it's basically like what the the people who built the Great Wall of China have been defending it uh, and the country of mainland China from demons that have been living in a mountain for thousands and thousands of years. No, yes, <laughs> you, of course, as as they do, as they do. Um, <laughs> but it only it for thousands of years they had been fighting these demons, and it wasn't until Matt Damon showed up where they actually knew how to like terminally defeat them. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's what's happening here, which is like Africa been Africa in for a long time <laughs> before Val Kilmer and like Sir Robert Beaumont over here for Queen and Country, you know, like fuck that shit. So. I, I do agree with the building up like the Mahina character or the Abdullah character, and also showing like the um, the uh, um, uh, the conflict between the Muslims and the, uh, the uh, and then the Hindu people who were working on the because that's a more that's a conflict that's bubbling yeah. from within that can be like the B plot to the A plot of the alliance because you know you need you need conflict to serve conflict. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you have that. You have uh, you have the lines, but you don't have like this whole one shot bullshit. You don't have like you don't spend time on these like goofy contraptions that Patterson is trying to build. Like, it's, but this do his a- wife and child still die in the dream sequence? Still have that. Have that every time. Actually, replay it a bunch of times too, because it's so funny when it happens. Like. He's like, no, please, no, not my wife. And then, like, <laughs> I think the line looks at him too, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I, I also it's think me. you do still have the contraptions. You do still have the contraptions, but you, but you get the point of view of you know. We get the only person who talks about how like dumb the contraption is is is, is Beaumont, Beaumont yeah. a character who we already yeah. don't like. We 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 don't like him because <laughs> he want to save know, Africans from his, themselves. He had that line. For, he wants to save Africans from themselves and, and, and slavery. As an afterthought, and in <laughs> slavery, maybe right. Like we don't like we don't like him. So you put it in. You know, you you you. One of the one of the locals is like, we're not. Don't go in there. I have to go in. There. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like we get the we get the people around it having to deal with like or like in the background. That nigga making a, a <laughs> crap out of us. But then that makes this movie like a comedy, Just, like a straight up comedy. Because this is, sure. like, yeah. if you have black people like sitting there playing spades while they building this, while they building this bridge, and then meanwhile, like Patterson is like, I'm gonna go kill the shit out of this line. I just need some twine. I just need a uh, uh, com- a container. Yeah. A shipping container and some bars, and I got yeah. this. I got this, and they just like looking at him like, "Damn, I'm this stupid idiot." <laughs> All right, I got yeah. sevens. What you got? <laughs> <laughs> just like watching him go do that bullshit, like because I'm laughing at that movie. I'm laughing at that movie. Well, I think, yeah, and then and then one of them at the end kills the lion, and then Patterson walks in. <laughs> I did it, and you're like, "Oh God." <laughs> Whatever gets him out of here, dog. Like, whatever gets him back to yeah. Britain, like, fine. Um, I, I think that the thing that jumped out to me is Remington rolls up and they're like, the greatest hunter that has ever lived. And I was like, him? <laughs> this dude? I mean, not even, <laughs> well, not even just like on site, but I think it speaks to how 
oftentimes, you know, history is, is written by people who don't have really an, any real interest in truth you know, mm. a lot of the times oh, because, yeah. like, you're telling me, not even just in history, at the moment that allegedly this character was alive, you know, like, he hunts for sport. But there are people all over the world who hunt to live. Like, that's how they live. Like, they kill what they eat. And they're still or, alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Still and so, here. like, I would argue some of those people are probably the greatest hunters to ever live because they're living <laughs> yeah, yeah. by hunting. You know Not what I mean? He, drunken ex-Confederates. <laughs> or they don't take a holiday off, you know, to kind of go back to wherever. Like, they do this all the time every day. <laughs> and so, you know, I mean, that's yeah. the... We didn't get to play this, but I mean, that's that's the whole thing with both of them is like... And you don't even go here! You know, you ain't right. from here, dog. Like, here <laughs> you go home. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think... I don't know how to do it exactly, but I, it, it would be interesting to have it be almost like African Moby Dick. You know what I mean? Where uh, it's just like, you know, yeah. this person has been driven almost to madness, you know, like trying to catch these lions who have, you know, either like, I mean, if we're just making shit up, which this movie is at certain points, like, then who cares? Like, take the train out, take all the other things out. Lions, lions have come. (laughs) The reason they're there is the train. And you're like, well, we're going to, let's take the train. I mean, if you want to, if you want to make it into a serious political thriller, like, let's say it's one of the enslaved people who are being brought, you know, away from, you know, their home and like the lions attack the convoy and like kill almost all of them, except for this one person who's now lost out, you know, in the, in the wild with these lions. And so, you know, like they are for revenge, you know, are hunting these again in like a Moby Dick type, like obsession of like, this is all I have left, you know, it's like killing these lions. You know what I mean? I don't know where I am. I don't know if I'm ever going to get home, but like, I'm going to get revenge for, you know, by people who are killed by these lines. Like, right. That's a more, that's a darker movie. Hell yeah. <laughs> but that's a more interesting movie. I mean, than this, movie this movie is supposedly dark, but it's just like. Stupid. It's kind of goofy, though. It's just I don't goofy. know. <laughs> it's just stupid. Like, I look at it and I'm like, what are y'all doing fucking around in Africa? Can you explain the Predator vision to me? Because when it happened, I, I had to stop because I was like, what? Is that A, even how lions see? <laughs> and two. <laughs> Like it's not even a motif because it literally happens in one scene twice for a total of twenty seconds and then yeah. never happens again. I feel like you're asking the same <laughs> questions the editor. Tigers asked. definitely do. Okay, tigers, tigers see in in uh, in like a black, a weird like a black, okay. black white. Uh, like hey, I think I think from that from that David Attenborough <laughs> show that came yeah, out not yeah. too long not too long ago. There's a show that like focuses on. Color, how animals see I mean, see David Attenborough is a white person we trust. I think so. that's yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> I don't think he'd lie to us. <laughs> I think. I may also be misremembering this. I think it was like them trying to explain like why tigers have the stripes mm. that they do. And they did like a – it's like a weird <laughs> – it's like you can only see <laughs> – now I'm like – now I don't know. If, yeah, make it up because white people I'm do saying, it. Go ahead. But, make it up. Well, <laughs> 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 well. Because it's black and white, and it's and it's kind of like obscured, and it's because of that they can see the antelopes on the plane. So there it is. So that's so how that we'll works. we'll call David Attenborough to get confirmation. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we will be, be left take our call. happily on red. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but let's get ready to play our favorite game, James, and that is figuring out what Ghost in the Darkness got on all the different review sites, starting with IMDb. And as you know, IMDb has a point system out of 10. What do you yes. think the Ghost in the Darkness currently has? All right, I'm going to go with 4.2. Mm. Cam? <laughs> I'm going to go with solid 5. 6.8. That is way too high. 6. That is 8. way too high. People, look, I'm going to tell wow. you something right now. People love this movie. That's fucked. <laughs> so movies just, in the IMDb hey, listen, like top 250 with like a, like a 7, 6, right? Yeah. That's so fucking dumb. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, yeah. I will I will say this though. Wow. One of the first featured reviews you see is I was backing the lions. I know the movie is sort of based Team on Lion. real events, <laughs> and I'm sorry that people were killed in the real story, but I'm still an animal lover, so I sort of <laughs> wanted the lions to win. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm not the only one on Team Lion. We're we're out there. You're not, you're not. <laughs> you're, yeah, you try to recruit every day. I swear, <laughs> Team Lion. <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean. But, I wasn't supposed to be there. <laughs> <laughs> but going to Rotten Tomatoes, what do you think it has out of 100%? Uh, I'm going to be fucked up if it's high. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's low. Because it, the critics at the time would have also been aware of the Dr. Burroughs yeah. stuff. So they're like going into it with that baggage. Right. I'm going to also say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 38. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm a, I feel like people would have been like wildly impressed by like the compositing the, the, mm. the uh, lions onto, mm, I mean, it true. looks by today's standards, it looks fucking crazy, but like, <laughs> it literally is like lions on skateboards. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or like <laughs> obviously footage of a lion what? in the studio and then they just like put it on like a train platform yes but no for the time for the though, time it yeah, was yeah so i'll time. say like damn like 57 50 percent <laughs> see okay 50 it's kind of 50 solid, solid 50. 50 which means it's not fresh it is rotten but um but somebody right. it. well look I'll send this to both of y'all because my favorite thing in researching this was the clip from <laughs> Roger and Ebert where they're discussing the movie. And it's so wild to see because Roger doesn't love it, but he's into it. And, and, and Roger Ebert, Ebert had wild taste in movies, though. Like, he, oh, he championed a lot yeah. of weird movies. Oh, no, not Roger Ebert. I'm sorry. Oh, um, uh, Gene Siskel. Gene Siskel was into it. And Roger Ebert was like, "Man, shut your bitch ass up!" <laughs> <laughs> I need that movie review show. I'm fucking around with that. Hey, man, shut your bitch ass up, stupid idiot. <laughs> he said that the movie was awful and it lacked the usual charm of being so bad it's funny. And also That's added true, that man. it was an African Damn. adventure that makes the Tarzan movies look subtle and realistic. Oh, uh, he, <laughs> he was oh. coming for next. He put the film on his worst of 1996. Hell uh, yeah. <laughs> Damn. And 96 was a good yeah, year, though. He was, he was not into it. So that's that's the critical rating. But of course, we also be remiss not to mention that this film won the Academy Award for Best Sound Editing. Sure. 
So do with that. Sound you editing will. though? For best sound Best sound editing. editing. That <laughs> is what it got. I mean, we could check real quick. I don't know if <laughs> I guess it's probably because of how uh like they had to be they had to have all the lion sounds and you yeah. know and the like we had to feel like we were really in 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 Africa on the plains and I and, guess the only other two I'm trying to think of what the, what the other nominees were were daylight and eraser Schwarzenegger yeah eraser was crazy I can't eraser was nominated <laughs> for, an, for an academy award <laughs> It was a wild time. Uh, I mean, wow. it's still a wild time, bro. <laughs> it ain't no change. Ain't no change there. Well, speaking of a wild time, let's go to Amazon.com <laughs> and see what do you think Ghost in the Darkness has on Amazon out of five oh, stars? Well, damn. I mean, four? I, every, everyone's <laughs> yeah, loving it. I'm honestly going to say four. I'm dead serious. Technically 4.7. Oh, so it's even higher on but, four and a half. It's almost another five. Joke. Almost what? another five star. They love Amazon loves a white savior movie, dog. They love they it. They really do, though. They love. <laughs> Was it a movie? Did the white man uh, win at the end? Yeah. <laughs> five stars. I mean, you'll yeah, you'll see just going down the list that you know people are. It, it was a thrilling movie. Uh, it was like, I guess they just wanted to see the lions get killed i don't know i i mean val kilmer is a talented actor and had a very loyal following at the time that this movie came out and i'm sure there are a lot of people who saw this movie and enjoyed this movie um but yeah yeah, i was what i mean uh but it is like i still remember from the trailer uh i'm going to sort it out i remember that from the trailer that was in the trailer him with the thing i was like oh shit i can't wait to see him sort And I still felt the goosebumps when I was watching it last night. Well, let's get to putting this movie on our caucasity ranking scale. We've got three levels of caucasity. <laughs> the first level is shorts in the winter. And that is, you know, look, we're getting closer and closer. It's cold as, now. As, as it starts to cool down over it's here. It's cold now. <laughs> uh, you know, like, I, I'd say shorts are probably good for like another few weeks. Uh-uh. Right. Nope, you know I mean? not now. Well, Bro, it rained and it's like below fifty it's degrees. October, it's October, it's October. Yes. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying, my <laughs> threshold for shorts, not when I would personally wear them, but like I know I tend to run hot. So like, other people wearing shorts, you know, let's say like in the sixties, if you still want to wear some shorts, fair, fine. fair, right? You know what I mean? Because the highs are still going to be in like sixty three, sixty four, you know, whatever. It starts to fair. Down. Okay. When we start getting below 60. If you know, it's got a five in front of it, <laughs> long pants. Long <laughs> pants. But we're not even talking about that. We're talking about snow on the ground, ice on the ground. You know what I mean? Like you're you're making a a yeah. choice. The you sun is mean? not out. Yes, it is you're cloudy. Making a very calculated <laughs> choice to wear these shorts either to prove a point or I don't know. You just didn't do laundry. Something's going on. You're rocking the shorts. But it's not hurting you, right? Like, it's not adversely affecting me. I just have questions. I'm curious why you're making this choice, <laughs> what you're trying to prove. But all in all, no harm, no foul, right? Second level, Cameron, is... Second level, Caucasity, is this movie is touching my hair. So now, 
this is an offense. You 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 know you know this movie ain't asked to asked to touch your hair. Yeah, probably came from behind. Probably just did it right in front of your face. <laughs> it, it wanted to know things about you, but then committed a violent act instead of just being polite. Yeah, you're on the train and like. It's crowded, and they see the opportunity to kind of maybe like brush, just you know? brush quickly. But by like, it. Yeah, yeah, but it's not. You know, they try to play it off, but you know, it was and on you, saw them. you saw them. <laughs> Actually, uh, <laughs> I hate to do this, but I have to do this because <laughs> it happened to me recently. Not not that my hair was touched, but um, I went to a chain <laughs> restaurant in uh, upstate New York. And our waiter was very polite, you know, asked all of our names, learned all of our names. It was very, very sweet, you know. And he goes around. And he's like, what can I get you to my girlfriend's family? My girlfriend's an Arab woman, you know. Their family is Arab, asking them normal questions. What can I get for you? What can I get for you? Then he looks at me. And he just felt, you know, he felt comfortable. Oh, no. Just instantly felt comfortable. He was like, no. What can I get you, dog? Mm. <laughs> uh, but an instant the instant no! recoil you know that moment that's what it was yeah. he saw it he knew he was wrong yeah he knew he was wrong see that's what this is what we're talking about here <laughs> this is what we're talking about yeah yeah you fucked up it's an offense yeah. made and you fucked up i'm not hurt though i'm gonna leave this yeah. i'm gonna eat the cheddar biscuits <laughs> but you know what you did <laughs> That's Damn. the second level of caucasity. It's a violence. Yeah. It's a violence. The third level of caucasity okay. is like they're fighting for it this week. They really want to to win, I guess. I don't know what the prize is, but <laughs> um, there's there's three levels we yeah. could choose from, right? I don't know if everybody saw this video, but there was a video um that went viral earlier in the week where a sales guy came up to somebody's door i guess they worked for some kind oh of like, oh my god uh, some this kind is... of energy company oh, no and uh <laughs> oh, no. opened the door and was started to do his sales pitch to this guy he's doing fine he claims that he meant to say neighbors but the word that came out of his mouth <laughs> was niggers he said <laughs> no it's on video it's so good no way. you can't <laughs> he was he said we're going around talking to niggers in the neighborhood trying to sell them this new energy whatever <laughs> and then like immediately it's like oh my bad but like, you don't even that, see the, the video is great because you don't see the black guy but you see his the other guy's reaction to him just silently <laughs> going okay and then going back inside and shutting yeah. the door in his face and that moment of just like am I about to get knocked out <laughs> No, okay. <laughs> it lingered for like a second. He's like, oh shit. Damn. I'm sorry. And then just walks away. You know what I mean? But walks away in a way that's like, oh shit, I did it again. <laughs> I did it again. Not in like a, I really just did like the ultimate, you know. Uh, Come on. <laughs> and this is a genuine, this really happened. I'll send you like the someone, video. This is a real yes. person. We, we will watch we, it together. We'll watch it after we are finished. Um, <laughs> yes. That's one. Okay. Two, I don't know if you have also seen uh, one John Kennedy running for Louisiana governor, his ad that he's currently putting on television, which is basically all about police and like lawlessness in Louisiana. And the end of it is speaking to the woke liberals in the state. Next time you're in trouble, call a crackhead. 
is what he says <laughs> for real uh, in a political ad that is airing on television and is now all over the internet. And he says it with the straightest, whitest right face. Right now. It's airing on TV yes. right uh, now. <laughs> we can also watch that after this. Uh, so that's that's that. <laughs> then, also earlier this week, Elon Musk unveiled a new AI robot that yes. Tesla is building. And they called it Optimus. And we are now one step closer to Skynet. So white people are like actively, <laughs> actively like courting like the robot apocalypse as we speak. And they just don't, they're happy about it. They want to see it. Sure. Uh, so yeah. those yeah. are the three choices for you the got, third level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got short for the winner. You got touching my hair or you got nigga energy guy, <laughs> robot apocalypse. Boy, call a crackhead crack <laughs> and that's the ultimate level or, you know yeah I mean? that's the highest level of caucasity. that's that's intended offense you meant to do this you don't care you're happy that you know you're causing pain and suffering you do it again if you had a chance mm-hmm. you know so where do you mm-hmm. think the ghost in the darkness lands on that scale okay great yeah um it's certainly it's in it's one of those uh top it's one of those top three for for sure um uh i don't think it's quite um uh like you know what no it's it is the audacity of starting the robot apocalypse. it's 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 elon Musk because and and it's really for the thing that that stood out to me the most which is the like sort of like virtuous like like oh well i'm not i'm the good one like they they really do try to make him out to be like one of the not only one of the good ones but like he's offended if you Mm -hmm. if you even remotely make a a comment about that and that and that's just it's just like that's it's simply not play me (laughs) that's not the way it would be it doesn't it's not flying for me so yeah so so yeah so it's it is it is elon musk (laughs) Uh, Optimus. <laughs> <laughs> Karen, what do you think? Um, I think, <laughs> I feel like it's more specifically nigga energy guy, though. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> I would, like, I would love a nigga uh, if that was the name of the company. <laughs> energy news. I, I would be like, tell me more. <laughs> Maybe don't say the word again, but. Like, <laughs> but also, how much can I say? <laughs> No, you know, because like <laughs> this movie is like coming up to my door and being like, you know, hey, we're we're saving Africa from themselves. We're trying to end slavery, <laughs> but I'm gonna call you a nigga to your face at like nine in the morning. Yeah, yeah. You literally haven't even had your breakfast <laughs> <Yeah>. yet. <laughs> You've already been called. Val Kilmer might as well have said "niggas <laughs> in the neighborhood" at when he walks. <laughs> like he gets off the plane, off the train, he's like, ah, yes, niggas, niggas in the niggas neighborhood. In the neighborhood. <laughs> It's the smell of niggas in the neighborhood. Uh, he, he walked out to the set and was like, who are these niggas? <laughs> Yo. But it is true. It's got that feeling. It's got like, we're trying to do the good thing and we've got like these black people. We've got these Africans working for us trying to, you know, manifest destiny. we got to get that train across this this gorge or whatever. It's not even a gorge. It's literally like a dip in the land. Uh <laughs> And it's not even like a great bridge. It's it or, or like the railroad. The plan isn't even like for this great, you know, job. This great thing that they're gonna do. It's literally like the transport slaves. So yeah. 
how you gonna tell me yeah. that like a white man overseeing Africans to build a pipeline to pipe more Africans to the mid the uh, transatlantic slave trade? It's like how get off my porch. <laughs> And stop calling, stop calling me the N-word at 9 in the morning. It's like, I didn't want this. I didn't ask for any of this. I don't want any of this. It does, nor does the world need more of this, so just no. quit it. Yeah. And then Michael Douglas, like, trying to, like, do more on top of it. It's just, like, the icing on the cake. He's like, no, I need to be here. I think he is legitimately the only one that likes the movie. Like, I think he's the only right. one that will, to this day, say, this is this is a good film. Because both... Hopkins and Goldman are like this was uh, trash. Michael, I mean, Michael Douglas <laughs> claimed to get throat yeah. cancer from giving too much cunnilingus. So, like, <laughs> chill the fuck out, MD. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking chill. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> I, I think I've gone through the whole journey at this point because originally, like, I was like, this is kind of shorts in the winter, you know, in the sense of like, this is just a goofy movie, you know, like, there's not really anything worse in so much as like how africans are depicted as we've right. seen in other films yeah but then going back it was like well you know saving africa from africans didn't like that didn't like the i i love africa i really want my child to be born in africa or like see africa it was like that's a weird thing that's like the equivalent <laughs> of like ig models going to like tanzania yeah. and being like oh my god breakfast on the terrace oh my god <laughs> <laughs> all of like just the the weird little asides i was just like okay this is starting to get worse so then i was at touching my hair but now i think you guys have brought me all the way up to the third level <laughs> as well specifically because it is like yeah the idea that if it wasn't for these two white men it really is this specific singular white man everybody here would have died. Like the lions would have just eaten everybody because there's nothing that yeah. these people could have done because they were all defenseless. Oh. And it was just going to be like a massacre if, if it was not for Valcomer taking a stand and uh, killing these lions because he kills them both. Right. Like Remington does nothing. Zero. Nobody else does anything. I think, I think, I think they, it was a, it was a tag team for that. I think Remington one. like wounded it. He sh- shoots yeah. it once. Yeah. And then Remington hits hits him yeah. the second time. The second time is from is from Remington, but they both, you know, yeah. they like maim him, maim the lion, yeah. and then and then he gets eaten yeah. off screen. Uh. <laughs> right. I mean, if you want to be the star of the literally, by the way, he is the star of the movie. His first build in a movie where he appears for forty yeah. minutes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really. He doesn't even get a dope death. I really wanted to have the cut scene of he probably because he probably cut the scene where he died. <laughs> no, he cut it before they filmed it. He was like today, uh, here's the part where the lion's just gonna eat the shit out of you. Just like nah. it's gonna like tear at your neck and then like, rip your arm. Right. And he's like, we're not doing none of that. Have you seen his face? I'm in romance in the stone, motherfucker. <laughs> I just want the cut scene where. Remington is asleep and the lion just creeps into his tent and like puts its paw in his mouth. <laughs> He's like, Shh. you remember me? <laughs> you remember my brother? <laughs> I love that this movie just became like New Jack City. Remember me? Um, well, let's... my house, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> let's get to oh, recommendations um 
as you say, James, you could recommend something in the vein of Ghost in Darkness if you have something yeah. that, you know, similar either surrounding Africa or, you know, similar themes. Or you could just recommend something that people can watch or read or, you know, do instead of watching this movie. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I would, I, I don't, I, I wish I had something like, like top mind, but I would say probably just like research like lions and like <laughs> what lions like typically do and like really like get to know, you know, because yeah, like I, I, I'm not, I'm not, again, like I said, I'm not a hundred percent to Jordan's credit, you know, like it's sort of like how shark week is like sharks get a bad mm-hmm. rap, you know, like, yeah. like lions, I feel like are also sort of like they, they, this movie tries to explain that like these lions are different, but also like maybe these lions weren't <laughs> were yeah. regular. You know what I mean? Like look up, just look up <laughs> regular ass lions who were just like, where are the where are the antelope? They're not here anymore. I guess I'm gonna yeah. eat this or whatever. So yeah, just like look look you know learn a little bit more about lions. You know, go on the lion yeah. Wikipedia or whatever it is. And do that instead line, of seeing line history month. That's what I would you know, do. learn about great line pioneers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. October is lion history month. We're gonna remember some famous lions today. <laughs> the memoriam segment of like Bongo and Charles the Lion. Yeah. Uh, Cameron, did you have anything for, to recommend? Uh yeah, I recommend Top Top Secret, that movie I was talking about earlier. Mm. It's if you like airplane, if you like goofy silly just like straight up sketch comedy movies uh if you like black dynamite you know if if you like stuff like that you're gonna love top secret it sadly the only black person who's in the movie his name is chocolate moose um (laughs) but he's actually he's actually like super dope he like kills a bunch of like bad germans so like it's I love you're like unfortunately his name is Chocolate Moose. <laughs> but he's still cool though. He's my yeah. favorite, he character. My favorite <laughs> character though. Legit. Yeah. He eats a cigar. It's like it's it's a great it's a great it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. And it's also apparently it's Val Kilmer's first movie, like out of Juilliard. He did oh. a zany comedy. Oh wow. So like All right. shouts to him. Um well yeah. I mean, since we've been talking about it, I, I have to recommend some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate up hill. Goddamn right. It's a callback, y'all. Watch Blade. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to watch Blade tonight. I got to watch Blade tonight. I think I am going to watch Blade tonight. Um, I mean, why not? It's it's October. It's yeah. spooky season. You know, Blade is 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 representing yeah. us in the fight against vampires. Yeah, that's uh, right. <laughs> I think we owe it to Blade to you know give him give him a little bit of run. You know, Blade. this time of the year, let him let him do his thing. So, <laughs> I'd recommend I would recommend Blade. Um, I think that I think we did it. I think that's it for us on, on the Ghost in the Darkness. Yeah, we Go. did it. Uh, yeah, James, tell everybody where they can find you, what you got going on, what people should be looking out for. Yes, I am at James Third Comedy on all social media platforms. Third is three R D, and you can also you can listen to Black Man Can't Jump. We wherever you get your podcasts, we have new episodes on Mondays, and uh, and I have a, a radio show on a new app called Amp. You do have to have the app in order to listen to it, but it is live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It may exist somewhere else outside of this, but right now you can only hear it live. It's a lot of fun. I get to do, I get to talk about I get to talk about stuff other than movies, which is something I do all the 
I do all the time uh, uh, on the Black Man Can't Jump podcast, so I'm, uh, it's, I have fun doing it, getting to talk about other stuff. Animation, comics, Very all nice. kinds of stuff. Um, Cam, what's going on with you? Um, you can find me on IG and Twitter at TheBlipster1138 for the foolishness. I'm chilling right now. If you got a, if you looking to hire a young, attractive black man who <laughs> is, you threw in attractive, yeah. which is, <laughs> hey, I didn't, that's all. That's problematic for a all job. All work. <laughs> all work matters. <laughs> all work on. matters. You um, gotta sell those skills. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, we chilling right now. But um, yeah, you can find my sketch comedy group, Two Karen with Love, at uh, Two Karen with Love on the Twitter and the Instagram. Uh, I know some of our members just did a show with Roy Wood Jr. And uh, Kenise Mobley, oh, yeah. I think, was there and some other cool people. So, um, yeah, check out the Golden Gals, too. Promo for them. Nice. Um, and I'm Jordan Clark. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at jrsosa18, jrsosa18. Samurai Sonia ends this month. Uh, you can check that out coming on, on October 22nd. And then Red Sonia, Hell Sonia starts coming out in December. So I'll start promoting that when that's hitting stores. More comic stuff, hopefully, to announce soon. Fingers crossed. You know what I mean? Hey. Maybe, you know, this isn't happening. But, like, if you want me to write Blade. <laughs> we got a guy. <laughs> or Meteor guy. Man. Or the Meteor Man reboot. Me or the Meteor Man Blade crossover. You know, Yo. whichever one comes first. <laughs> I mean, come on. We, we, we should co write the Meteor Man. I want to see reboot. that. I'll hire you to write that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, be on the lookout for at least the, the Sonya stuff. I don't know about the Blade <laughs> stuff. <laughs> um, and then if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at white underscore pod. You can also reach out to us at white people would save you pod at gmail.com. If you have any movie suggestions, if you have any recommendations, if you have thoughts on this movie or other movies that we talked about before, we'd love to hear from you. Um, be sure to like, subscribe and comment you know, wherever you get this podcast. I know that helps. I know we don't always talk about it, but (laughs) it's it's a thing that does help if you like the show to help spread it around. So always appreciate it. Um, But yeah, we'll be back next week with more Calcacity. Peace. Peace. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. <laughs>